Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. So this episode is about the principle of rhythm, which is principle number five of the seven hermetic principles. The principle of rhythm states that everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. So to best understand this principle, you must have a good understanding of the principle of polarity, which I discussed in the last episode. In case you forgot, the principle of polarity states that everything has its opposites, day and night, summer and winter, yin and yang, courage and fear, hot and cold, the list goes on and on. Well, according to the principle of rhythm, there exists a natural oscillation or cyclical motion between any two opposites, and we see this everywhere in our physical world. Summer becomes winter and then returns back to summer. Day becomes night, which then becomes day. A seed becomes a tree, which then produces seeds that become new trees. Birth leads to death, and which then leads to new birth. We, and we can even see this natural rhythm on an energetic level. If you remember the third hermetic principle, then you know that everything vibrates. Well, the definition of vibration is the periodic back and forth motion of the particles of an elastic body or medium. And we know, thanks to physics class, that this back and forth motion produces a waveform. And every wave, whether it's the wave of the ocean or an energetic wave produced from vibration, every wave has its peak, its high point or positive qualities, and its troughs, its low point or negative qualities. And the measure of how many waves occur over a given amount of time is called frequency. So according to both modern science and the principle of vibration, we know that everything vibrates at a particular frequency, and these vibrations produce energetic waves. And these waves have a circular motion or rhythm which alternates between the opposite ends of the spectrum, between the positive and negative polarities. So we can see that a natural rhythm exists in everything. So why is this important? Well... It's important because it means winter is coming, literally and figuratively, right? Every December 21st in the Northern Hemisphere, we enter the winter solstice. However, winter is also a metaphor for the dark times or the negative polarity of life. And according to the principle of rhythm, the dark times are not only coming, but they are scheduled to arrive on a regular basis. According to the Kabbalion, there is always an action and a reaction, an advance and a retreat, a rising and a sinking manifested in all of the airs and phenomena of the universe. Suns, worlds, men, animals, plants, minerals, forces, energy, mind, and matter. Yes, even spirit manifests this principle. The principle manifests in the creation and destruction of worlds, in the rise and fall of nations, in the life history of all things, and finally in the mental states of man. That last sentence was powerful. So think about it. The, the same rhythm that is responsible for the creation and destruction of planets, for the rise and fall of empires, also, with the, also exists within our own mental states. And we know this to be true. All you have to do is take a look back over your life. Life is a mental and emotional roller coaster. 
One moment, everything seems to be going our way. We are happy. We are grateful. We are motivated. And Lady Luck seems to be on our side. Then at some point, it all flips, and we become depressed, ungrateful, unmotivated. And if it wasn't for bad luck, we'd have no luck at all. Then... When it seems like it can't get any worse, it flips back and once again we find ourselves back in the winning column. Then, after a period of racking up some wins, we once again find ourselves experiencing another losing streak. And according to the principle of rhythm, this cycle never ends. In fact, this principle takes it even further with the law of compensation, which states that the swing in one direction determines the swing in the opposite direction. So think of it like this. If you throw a ball 10 feet into the air, it has to travel 10 feet back down. Likewise, if you throw a ball 100 feet in the air, it has to travel 100 feet back down. In other words, the higher you go up, the further you must come down. And this law applies to our mental and emotional states as well. See, according to the Kabbalion, the man who enjoys keenly is subject to keen suffering, while he who feels but little pain is capable of feeling but little joy. The pig suffers little mentally and enjoys but little. He is compensated. And on the other hand, there are animals who enjoy keenly, but whose nervous organism and temperament cause them to suffer exquisite degrees of pain. And so it is with man. There are temperaments which permit low degrees of enjoyment and equally low degrees of suffering, while there are others which permit the most intense enjoyment, but also the most intense suffering. The rule is that the capacity for pain and pleasure in each individual are balanced. Now, upon first hearing this information, it can be quite disconcerting because you realize that the more happiness, joy, courage, and motivation you experience will result in more depression, fear, and procrastination. But worry not because there are ways to mitigate or neutralize this swing back in the negative direction. Now, there are several strategies on how to do this, which I will go over. However, the most important strategy is to develop and strengthen your warrior spirit. Having a strong warrior spirit is critical in neutralizing the backswing because a warrior rises to the occasion, takes the offensive, and faces the negative aspects of life head on. The backswing or negative polarity of life usually expresses itself in the form of obstacles. These obstacles can be anything from experiencing a traumatic event, indulging in self-destructive behavior, experiencing failure, experiencing bad fortune, and the list goes on and on. I mean, quite frankly, an obstacle is anything that hinders your progress. And the thing is, we all experience obstacles. Just think of all the challenges you, just think of all the challenges you have faced and all the obstacles you have overcome. And now We know, thanks to the principle of rhythm, that these obstacles and setbacks are a part of the human experience, and they will continue to to show up until this current experience is over. So this is why developing your warrior spirit is so important, because a warrior knows that the best way to confront these challenges is to develop their strength, resilience, tenacity, and wisdom. In other words, a warrior's main priority is to develop skills and tools in order to become a better version of themselves, because the better they become, the more challenges they can overcome. And the more challenges they overcome, the further along they get in their journey. And the further along they get in their journey, the more they grow and improve. And that seems to be the secret, that life is a feedback loop, right? Life 
presents you with a challenge. If you overcome this challenge, you will become stronger. And the stronger you become, the more you will be able to withstand. And the more you can withstand, the more you will grow and develop. And the more you grow up and de- the more you grow and develop, the closer you become to achieving your highest potential. It's actually a beautiful cycle. And so I'm going to read a couple quotes which drive this point across. The first one from Bruce Lee. Don't pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. And the second one from the motivational speaker Jim Rohn, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less pro- don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenge. Wish for more wisdom. Now, I love both of these quotes, although I would take a step further and say that a true warrior doesn't just pray or wish. They also take action necessarily. They also take the action necessary to become better, to develop more skills and to gain more wisdom. A true warrior knows that there is no such thing as an as an easy path. So the only option is to become better. There's a great book which drives these warrior principles home called The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph by Ryan Holiday. It is a book on Stoic philosophy. The premise of this book is that life's challenges and obstacles, the negative polarity, never ends. So the Stoics believe that when we are presented with an obstacle, we really only have one of two choices. We can either let the obstacle defeat us, which prevents us from going any further on our journey, or we can use the obstacle as an opportunity for growth. In fact, the Stoics believe that there is no such thing as a failure, setback, obstacle, or problem, just an opportunity to do something different, an opportunity to expand your capabilities. And it's true. Growth only happens as a result of overcoming resistance. Think about it. There is only one way to make your body stronger, and that's to challenge it physically. Whether it's lifting weights, doing jujitsu, yoga, running, cycling, swimming, whatever, we must challenge our body and force it to overcome physical resistance. And the same is true for developing mental strength. Mental strength is increased by overcoming mental resistance. So according to the book, The Obstacle is the Way, the Stoics practice three disciplines which help them deal with any and all obstacles. And it is interesting to note that these disciplines incorporate some of the same ideals as the Hermetic Principles. Okay, so I'm going to go over the Stoic disciplines. So number one, the discipline to change your perception. This concept, like all the best concept, is simple and straightforward. The Stoics understood one of life's biggest secrets, which is that we all possess within us the ability to determine how we respond and react to any and all solution, any and all situations. The Stoics pra- the Stoic practice of changing your perception is also the main component of performing mental transmutations, which means that the practice of changing your perception is an alchemical process. So Marcus Aurelius, who was a Roman emperor and probably the most famous Stoic, summed it up brilliantly when he said, choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed and you haven't been. All right, so I'm going to read that one more time because it's beautiful. Choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed and you haven't been. So this quote is amazing because it embodies the philosophy of mental transmutation. We all have the ability to choose whether 
we were harmed or not, which is based entirely on how we perceive and react to the event. Or as Ryan Holiday stated in his book, there is no good or bad without us. There is only perception. There is the event itself and the story we tell ourselves about what it means. So as I've said many times in the past, this practice of changing your perception or performing mental transmutations is definitely easier said than done. However, this skill can be developed. And just like everything else, the more you practice, the better you become. And from my experience and research, when winter arrives, this ability to change your perception or perform mental transmutations might be our greatest weapon against against the obstacles and challenges life throws at us. It's the best way to deal with life's negative polarity. Okay, so number two, the discipline to take action. Again, this is another beautifully simple and straightforward concept. When life presents you with a challenge, you must confront it and take the offensive. The way we overcome challenges is to use our tools, to attack it using creativity, ingenuity, persistence, and strength. And this idea of taking action is very similar to the sixth hermetic principle, the principle of cause and effect, which I will discuss in the next episode. But here's a little preview. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Long story short, we can either be the effectors or the effectees. In other words, we can either take control of our lives by taking action or we can allow life to happen to us by taking non-action. But at the end of the day, the only way to overcome any obstacle is to take action. This is why Marcus Aurelius said, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Or as Ryan Holiday said, the obstacle in the path becomes the path. Never forget, within every obstacle is an opportunity to improve our condition. So number three, the discipline of the will. This discipline, which closely resembles the principle of rhythm, is about acknowledging and recognizing that there are many things that are out of our control, such as death, natural disasters, or the fact that we will encounter people who may try to hurt us or take advantage of us. In other words, we must concede that we can't control death, nature, or the actions of other people. However, the discipline of will, much like the development of your warrior spirit, is about knowing that while there are many things out of your control, you possess the ability to control your response, your actions, and your development. The discipline of will is about controlling what you can control and embracing that which is out of your control because everything that happens which is out of your control is just is an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to practice excellence, courage, and patience. Finally, the discipline of will is also about knowing that both the good times and the bad times will not last forever, that life is full of ups and downs. As Ryan Holiday stated, the only guarantee ever is that things will go wrong. The only thing we can use to mitigate this is anticipation, because the only variable we control completely is ourselves. Okay, so that was all about the importance of developing your warrior spirit, which, is, which as I stated earlier, is the best way to deal with the, negative, with the negative backswing of life. And I have two more strategies for dealing with, the metaphorical, with this metaphorical winter, which I'll go over now. So strategy one, prepare during the good times. 
So the Buddha said, before reaching enlightenment, you should chop wood and carry water. After reaching enlightenment, you should chop wood and carry water. Or a similar idea is, after the ecstasy, the laundry. Now, there's actually a book by Jack Kornfield with this exact title, which I must admit I've never read, but the message is crystal clear. We must make hay while the sun shines. We, we now know that the good times won't last forever. So whenever you find yourself in the winning column, you should know that this is the best time to prepare for the upcoming winter. If you've ever seen those wild Alaska survival shows, then you know that most of their time, most of their time spent during the summer months is preparing for the brutal winter that is just around the corner. When the weather's good, they gather firewood, grow crops, hunt, make the necessary repairs to their house, and so on. Because they know from experience that the harder they work during the good times, the easier it is to survive the bad times. And strategy number two self-control during the good times. We now know, thanks to the law of compensation, that the more joy we experience, the more suffering we will experience because the law states that a balance must be reached. The solution is simple. Strive not to become so overly joyed. I know this sounds a little ridiculous, but it's true. There's a phrase common in football which says, when you get into the end zone, act like you've been there before. Now, this idea doesn't mean you can't celebrate or enjoy yourself when you experience a win. It just means that when you find yourself doing well, a little humility and gratitude goes a long way. Imagine getting the job promotion that you've wanted for a long time. What, what should you do? Well, <clears throat> well, you should definitely celebrate and be proud of yourself for the accomplishment, but also exercise some humility and gratitude because this new job also comes with bigger expectations and more responsibility. Within a relatively short amount of time, after receiving, after receiving the job promotion, the honeymoon phase will end and you will, and you will realize that winter is still coming and that your problems, issues, and challenges are still there. It's a universal truth that after reaching a peak, the next step is always down. So whenever you are experiencing life's positive aspects, the practice of self-control, acting like you've been there before will minimize life's backswing. The goal is to be cool, calm, and collected at all times. So in review, the principle of rhythm states that there is a natural occurring pendulum-like movement that exists between any two opposites. This back-and-forth movement can be found everywhere in nature, on an energetic level and within our own mind. This means that winter is always just around the corner. However, depending on how well you prepare, winter can either destroy us or it can be just another opportunity to further your development. The choice is yours. See you on the other side.